0: Answers from Heaven, an audiobook written and read by Chris Cordes. I am the author. Introduction. Why have I made this book free? Because I want all of humanity to hear it and see it. I want people to get inspired. I want people to be uplifted. I don't want any money from anyone. I have money. I don't need to be a charlatan to take money from people. What I want is to project the truth, to project knowledge, to give knowledge, to give inspiration, and most of all to remove doubt and give hope. This book is not your traditional book, it's an easy-flow book, which means that there are no chapters. It is me, my higher self, and the cosmos that are speaking. We are all one, we are all connected, we're a collective. Let's begin with why we are here. We are here on this planet, to learn, to love, to give joy, to receive joy. We're not here to fight, create anger, destruction and war. This is why when we are here, we learn. Our soul is the only thing we take with us when we go to heaven or if some of you believe We get reincarnated and bring the messages back when we come into a new existence. There was a man who was poor and unlucky. He went to see a yogi in India. And this yogi gave him a piece of ruby. He told him, take it with you and after a year you will become rich and good luck and you can bring me back the ruby. The man said okay and went home. He told his wife, his wife is much smarter than he is. She said, are you mad? What if the old man dies? How will you give it back to him? You will be in debt for the rest of your life. So. The man went back, searched for the guru and found him eventually. And he said to him, You know I can't accept this ruby because if you die I'll be indebted for you for the rest of my life. The man said to him, Well now you know the answer. He said, What? The yogi guru answered, When you die, you don't take anything with you up to heaven, not even your body. You only take your soul. The young man looked at him, startled, but felt peace inside. No matter how rich we become or how famous we become, it's not enough. It's never enough. We always want more we're never satisfied with what we have and what we want. So we want money. We want a big house. We want a ship. We want a plane. It's always this way because we are not satisfied with ourselves. We need to love ourselves. We owe that to ourselves. We need to give love to ourselves. When it comes to food, you need to bless and give gratitude for your food. Now, I'm not here to tell you what to eat and what not to eat, but it's important to know that when you bless your food and when you give thanks, It enters the body in a different way. Some people have blessed their food for years and never gained weight. Why is that? When you bless your food, you're asking the Divine, the Creator, to make it anointed and blessed. Someone asked me once, is Reiki real? Well, this is a bit controversial. Reiki has become such a trend that people don't know if it's true or if it's false. Let me share with you my story. I went to three Reiki practitioners for anxiety. Nothing worked. Nothing. They say they use energy. I felt no energy. It might work for some people. Reiki might be real, but 50, 100 years ago, we never had Reiki. We had energy. In witchcraft, people use energy to give, to receive, to send. You have white magic and you have black magic. Now I am against witchcraft, completely against witchcraft. But just this is an example to show you that when you give loving thoughts in your mind toward others, it comes back to you three times. Sending love, sending compassion, sending good words to other people. This is what helps. This is what helps us grow in life. This is what helps us become better human beings. There's a story about this woman. Her husband was very abusive to her. Her children were ungrateful. They were around 18, 19, 20. They were not kids anymore. So she asked me, what should I do? And I told her, I said, if you are in an abusive relationship, get out, get out of it. If your children are ungrateful, don't speak to them. She said, but how can I do that? How can I do that? I said to her one thing, it's better to live alone than walk with fools. This remember. It's better to walk alone than walk with fools. There are fools all around you on this planet. Some of you may have family members that are fools, but you learn to cope because as human beings, we are not here just to be. We need to socialize. That's why we have billions and billions of people on this planet. We are here to socialize. We are here to mingle. But you will never find ideal people. This is a myth. This is a, this is a dream. Ideal people are made up in our minds. We want this. We want the rich, good, happy friends. We want an amazing car. We want that mansion. Not to say you can't achieve them, but you can. One of the most disturbing questions is, do I have a purpose in life? So many people go around wondering what their purpose in life is and what they should do and what they shouldn't do. They keep praying and praying and asking God, what is my l- l- purpose in life? What should I do? What, what? All of that is they're trying to search for meaning in life. Well, the meaning in life Is a mystery life is a mystery don't try to understand it don't even go there you will get lost you will hit your head on a wall on a very concrete wall don't try to understand life so for that it's better To recognize that we have two things. We have two things in life. Our life's purpose is to be joyful and to learn. We came on this earth to learn. We came on this earth to be joyful. Anything that irritates you, go away from it. Anything that makes you uncomfortable, go away from it. You don't need drama. Life is too short. Yesterday you were 10, now you're 50. Why bother worrying about stuff? It's not to say that we should let ourselves go and let life take over the us. No way, because life will eat you up. You need to change the way you think about things. What does God want from us? You see in traditional religions, people giving offerings to God and giving money and giving plants and giving flowers and food and all of these things. What God wants, nothing but your faith and love. This is all what God wants. In all religions, God wants us to be faithful and loving. I told a friend of mine that I meditate three hours a day. And she said to me, how do you do that? She said, when I meditate, I get all these negative thoughts in my mind and I start start thinking and thinking and I can't meditate. Well, I answered the question. It's very simple. Why would you want to remove negative thoughts? Why? Why are you resisting negative thoughts? When positive thoughts come into your mind, you want more of them, don't you? So, there is the balance. Let's call it yin, yang, whatever it is. When you have positive thoughts, you want more of them. When you have negative thoughts, you want to get rid of them. That's the problem wanting to get rid of negative thoughts. This is the error here. You must accept all thoughts because the mind is the most complex and what you try to resist will persist. Let me give you an exercise now. Close your eyes And tell yourself, I don't want to think or see a giraffe. I don't want to think or see a giraffe. I don't want to think or see a giraffe. What's going to happen? You're only going to see giraffes. That's all you're going to see. You're going to see giraffes everywhere. Let's get down to it why we are really here. Well, as I said before, we are here to learn and we are here to love, but there are other things. We are here for a reason. Before we come on this earth, there is something called a blueprint. What is a blueprint? A blueprint is a contract that you sign with God before entering the world. Not to mean that everything is set in stone. A blueprint means whatever happened will happen. This is just 50% of your life. The other 50% is for you to create, is for you to move forward. But big situations, big outcomes, big things that will happen in your life, this is already written for you. So why worry? If it's going to happen, it's going to happen anyway. Do this one exercise. Go to bed at night. When you wake up, pinch yourself. I'm still alive, so smile. No, don't laugh now, this is real. Around 50,000 people die every day. So every day when you wake up, pinch yourself and see. Then smile and say, I am alive, I am grateful. You know, sometimes you go to all of these Reiki places or, what do you want to call them, yoga places and meditation centers, and you see people wearing crystals thinking they will become billionaires or the emperors of the world or things of that nature. Do crystals work? My answer is yes but it depends how you use them. Crystals work only 20%. The other 80% is your intention. Intention is the most powerful tool that you can have. Intention is what separates us from the animals. Animals have no intentions, they're just roaming around looking for food. Intention, it's what makes us move forward in life. When we have intention, we have power. You say, what stones, crystals are good for me? Well, it depends what are you looking for. Are you looking for love, money, status, good luck, good health? I will give you a few examples of these because we can go on and on about crystals and make a Bible out of it. Let's say you want love. A good stone to begin with is a rose quartz. It's a quartz that is pink. You can wear it as a necklace or a bracelet. But it is useless without intention. Without setting your intention in it, telling it what to do. Crystals are made of minerals and energy. And this is how they work. But how will it understand what you want if you don't explain it to it? Then we have carnelian. Carnelian is for friendship and love. If you want to attract friends, then get a carnelian. Moving on to money stones. Everyone asks, what's the best money stone ever? The answer is, they're all the same. It's all how you use it. My favorite one though is the pyrite. Pyrite is also known as fool's gold. It depends what situation you're in in life. If you're not working, then you can use a stone called green aventurine. Green aventurine gets you opportunities. It is a green stone that gives you opportunities and brings good luck to you. If you're a business person, then citrine is the stone for you, also known as the merchant stone. If you are a person who seeks money and who is not making enough money as you should, then you should get a jade. Jade is known in Asia for thousands of years to bring prosperity. It has been believed that it brings immense money into your life. Moving on to protection stones. This is something that is quite good to have. You have many stones that are protective. We are known, well, most people know, that black stones are the most protective stones in the world. We have onyx, we have obsidian, we have black tourmaline and so on. I wear an obsidian bracelet and I always put my intention in it for protection. We had an explosion next to my house and Everybody went to the hospital. Their homes were shattered, glasses shattered. It was like a horror movie. But suddenly I looked around. Nothing happened to me. Nothing happened to my house. I was blessed. I said, thank you, God. And I thanked my obsidian. So, Some stones will help you, but you need to take the first step. Why is meditation so important? See, I meditate three to four hours a day easily. You just sit in a comfortable position, wherever you feel is more comfortable, and you just breathe in and you breathe out. It helps sometimes to breathe in, hold it for five seconds, and then breathe out. So, meditation will help clear your mind, reduce stress, reduce anxiety. That's what meditation does. Some people who have meditated for years, yogis, gurus, whatever you want to call them, religious people, spiritual people. They do that for one reason, not to become millionaires. Look at all the Buddhists, they meditate daily. So what do they want? They want nirvana. What is nirvana? It's enlightenment. Because when you reach enlightenment, Everything else becomes trivial. What does that mean? It means that everything in life will no longer be that important to you. You alone will be enough. You will feel enough. You will feel that nothing on earth is worth dying for. In so many cultures, people believe in God and in many other cultures, people do not believe in God. But then you say, who created us? Who created us? Is it the trees? No. Where is God? That's the question where you need to ask. Where is God? God is everywhere. He's in the birds, in the trees, in the snow, in the water. He's in our soul. He dwells in our soul. So what is God? God is every inch and every matter, every atom part of us. God is not somewhere in the clouds having a big beard like Santa Claus. You don't need to shout and sing in the church for God to hear you. You can sit in a tiny room, ask God one question, and he's already heard it. There's something inside of you. It's called your inner voice. Your inner voice is part of your soul. It is located just above your rib cage. Your inner voice is what guides you. Your inner voice is very subtle. It's very clear and subtle and can be repetitive sometimes. It's never loud like the ego. The ego is very cruel. The ego wants us to be only in the material world. It doesn't want us to be enlightened. It just wants, it's greedy, it wants more, more and more. So your inner voice, how do you connect to it? Well, simple, it's with meditation. Within your meditation, ask questions. Now, people have been connecting inner voice with psychic phenomena. That's good. If you want to become a psychic, that's a good thing. If you want to be a psychic for yourself, to know a bit about the future, a bit about the past, a bit about the present, that's good too but we can never fully know the future because everything is always changing. Nothing is set in stone, nothing. So going back to your inner voice, your inner voice is something that talks to you and guides you every day, but you don't listen to it. You rather listen to your ego because your ego is loud your ego is loud and clear and it wants this and it wants that. But your inner voice speaks to you so kindly, so softly. There's so many times where you want to do something. And you get that gut feeling inside. The inner voice is telling you, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. But you do it anyway. And then you regret You get it, and you think, why didn't I listen to that voice? Now, how to distinguish the difference between your inner voice and your ego? It's very simple. Your ego shouts, and your inner voice talks. There's so many types of psychics out there. You have clairvoyance, claircognizance, clairsentience. And the thing is, you have to choose what you want. You have to choose. Some people do not like to see things because sometimes there are bad things to see. They like to know. So to see things is your ajna, which is your third eye, is clairvoyance. Clear cognizance is something I have which means all-knowing, which means instead of looking or seeing, you just know. You meet a person. You know if they're good or if they're bad. You know if they're lying or if they're telling the truth. There's this woman, she was clear cognizant. She felt a terrible vibe when a a man walked into a dining room. And this woman just had to go up to him and talk to him. She said, I have a very, very bad vibe about you. The man stood there shocked and he didn't say anything. He took his coffee and left. A week later, she saw a photo of him in the newspaper. He had raped 17 girls. This man was a rapist. So she knew from the beginning that he was no good, that he was a terrible man. Now, going back to good and bad, there's no good people, there's no bad people. There's intention, your intention to be good and your intention to be bad. We were not born good, we were not born bad, we were just born. So, when you think of bad people, you're giving off a bad reaction to yourself. You're giving out negative thinking and limited thinking towards yourself. So, try to love everyone. Love yourself, love thy neighbor, love thy enemy. Love everyone, no matter if your boss is cruel to you, horrible to you, a tyrant. Love him or love her anyway. You need to think of us as love because God is love. God is everything about love. God listens to us, but he will not lift one little finger to help us if we don't start helping ourselves. There is a saying that says, help yourself and the heavens will help you, which means you need to take that first step into moving forward. The rest, the hows, leave it up to God. We all carry with us anxiety and anger. But let me stress about anxiety. There are stages of anxiety. You have normal anxiety about money problems. You have anxiety about relationships. And then you have the really strong, chronic, psychiatric anxiety which means panic attacks, non-stop tremblings, you feel like you are going mad, this kind of anxiety. Now, in Buddhism, they believe that in order to conquer anxiety, you must accept it. Accept your feelings. Accept how you feel. Don't fight it, accept how you feel and you will move forward. That's not to say do not take medication if your doctor has prescribed it for you, it just means that your anxiety will lessen, lessen and lessen through time if all you do is accept it and let it pass by. Life is too short to get angry. I've learned this the hard way. When you hate you're only hating yourself more. This is the truth. Life is way too short to get angry. When you get angry you lose focus of life, you lose focus of everything. Life is a big mystery. We don't know why we get angry. Sometimes we do. Is it our co-workers? Is it our friends, our family? We have difficult people in our lives but I said before we do not have the ideal people on this earth and we have to accept that. This is part of life. We need to accept that we will have problems along the way, but you cannot fight them without being calm. When you're calm and think twice before you act or say something, that's when the real wisdom kicks in. Sometimes God puts people in our lives to guide us in the right direction. So there was this woman and she wanted to buy a boat, a particular boat that she liked. So she made an offer to buy the boat. And this boat was made out of wood. It was not made out of metal. And She loved it. It was a little small boat. She can afford it. And her husband said, okay, we can buy it. Why not? Three days later, she had a bad vibe. She had a bad feeling about the boat. So she told her husband, I don't want to buy the boat. He he said, what? You've been wanting that boat for weeks. She said to him, but I have a bad vibe about this boat. Well, he said to her, it's too late, we're buying the boat. Then she said, I don't want to buy the boat. He says, but it's too late. She said, you can't make me buy the boat. Well, then he said to her, you got into us this you got into this mess get us out of this mess she went back to the owner of the boat and she told him i don't want to buy it this is not what i want she convinced him and she left a week later She found out in the newspaper her boat had sunk. Someone had actually bought the boat and it was leaking. There was a a hole in the wood. So the boat was actually leaking and the owner of the boat knew that. So she was glad to know that the people who bought the boat didn't die. They were fine. The boat just sank. It sank not too far away from the dock, which is good. The boat was leaking. She had a good vibe to not buy the boat. She didn't buy the boat, and she was safe. There is a good reason why I think everybody should be psychic in some sort of way is by trusting their intuition. Without intuition, you have nothing. You can't make the right decisions. You can't move forward. You can't do anything that you really want to do. We have a brain. The left part of the brain is the logical part of the brain the right part of the brain is the creativity. Now, within creativity lies a little bit of intuition that's connected to your soul, right above your ribcage where your inner voice is. So if you, if you use logic all the time, you will hit yourself on a wall you will bang your head on a wall. See, life is so mysterious that not everything is logical. There's so many things that we cannot explain. There's so many things we can't explain. Why did this happen to that person? Or why did this bad thing happen to this person? Why did this good thing happen to the other person? We don't know why. And we never will. So stop trying to analyze life. Philosophers have been going through years, battling, fighting with each other, trying to be right. See, everybody wants to be right. When it comes to religion or politics, one person wants to be right, the other person wants to be right. And that's why we have war we have destruction, we have negative media, we have problems because people wanna be right. And if you just say, I don't know, then you're on the right path. Because when you say, I don't know, you're opening a door to possibilities, a plethora of possibilities. By using your mind and saying to God, I don't know about this, help me. You will get different types of answers. And you choose which one is best for you. So to say I am right, you're wrong, you're right, I'm right. Nobody's right, nobody's wrong. It's all about the ego. It's the ego that wants us to be right or wrong. Going back to being right, going back to your life's purpose. In your life's purpose, we don't have a purpose. Man creates a purpose just so they can feel like they belong, just so they can feel like life has meaning. Life already has meanings. Life already has meaning. Look at the birds, the ocean, the trees, the waterfalls. All of that is created by our, our Creator. Whatever you want to call Him or her. See, I believe. There is a creator, but we are also co-creators of our lives. God gave us free will so we could create. But the big things that are bound to happen will happen, no matter if you like it or not. If a psychic or a person tells you when you're going to die, then they're a liar. They're liars. Nobody knows. Not even the biggest psychic on earth can know when you're going to die. This is impossible. God can change the day of when you die. God decides everything. Why do people become atheists? There must be a reason for that. They must have prayed and prayed and prayed and nothing happened. But as I said before, God will not lift a little finger for you if you don't act, if you don't move forward. Help will come along the way, but you are here to move forward. You are here to take premeditated action. That means you have to think contrive reasons of how you should go about things. Don't just say, I'm gonna do this and then you do it. No, that's not how it works. Use your brain, use your brain. Your brain is the most complex thing on earth. We as human beings only use 10% of our brains. Dolphins, on the other hand, use 20% of their brains. Dolphins are very sacred creatures. In Japan, they kill them. They kill around 20 to 30,000 dolphins every year, just so they can be served as sushi or sashimi. Isn't that a disaster? Until now, animal organizations haven't succeeded at all to stopping that. Other governments in the world, they don't care. They just want money. Moving on to joy and happiness. This is a very complex thing. Most people think when I get married, I'll be happy. When I have friends, I'll be happy. When I win the lorry, I'll be happy. Even if you do get these things right now, you ask it, it comes right now, you won't be happy. Two, three days later, you'll get bored and you want more. Happiness is something in the mind, in the body, in the soul. We choose to be happy. Like we choose to be alone, like we choose to have a family, like we choose to have many relationships, we make our decisions. But life is easy once you start to choose to be happy, no matter what the outcomes are. I got this question by this lady, and she said to me, What is the meaning to life? <clears throat> well, the meaning to life is learning and love. That's it. We're here to love, we're here to have faith in God, we're here to enjoy ourselves and learn. How do we develop our inner voice? By quieting the ego. This means a lot of meditation. A lot of meditation needs to be put into practice and try to distinguish the difference between the I want, I am, and the try to do this, try to do that. Why don't you do this? This is how the inner voice speaks. It does not command, it suggests, it warns. So, when you try to relax, when you try not to think so hard, you will get your inner voice to talk to you. You have a spirit guide. Everybody has a spirit guide that always sits on your right side. My spirit guide, his name is Leo. What you can do for 15 minutes every day is close your eyes, imagine your spirit guide sitting next to you, and talk to him. Ask him his name. Ask him questions about life. Ask all sorts of things. You may get answers. You may not get answers. That's not the point. The point is the practice. Because we are always on autopilot and on this earth. We eat, we work, we sleep. We eat, we work, we sleep. We never question. This is the problem. What separates us between us and the animals is that we as human beings, we should question things. Questioning is what separates us from animals. Moving on to awareness. Why do people meditate? because they want to reach nirvana. Nirvana is enlightenment. And that's why awareness and everything that you do, mindfulness, even when you eat and you bless your food and you give thanks, every bite, enjoy, be aware of it. Every activity that you do, savor it, enjoy it. Today you're here. Tomorrow you're gone. So why numb yourself? Why numb yourself? Be aware. Awareness is key. Awareness brings us opportunity. Awareness can put us in the right direction. Awareness can help us move forward in life. Enjoy the small things in life. Life is beautiful and very short, enjoy the small things. If you go to a coffee shop and you smell coffee everywhere, it smells amazing, doesn't it? You go to the jungle and you smell all sorts of different flowers. Imagine going to the Amazon, wouldn't that be an experience? So, when you are aware of everything that's going on around you, you stop making mistakes. And the less mistakes you make, the better life is, right? Life gets better for you. Life always gets better when you are aware awareness is key in life we have to practice one thing and that's patience and love life is too chaotic it's too difficult if we're not patient we will blow up we will start taking medications we will become ill Let's talk about food for a minute. Are you eating healthy? Do you eat healthy foods? Food is energy. Food is minerals. It's not material things. So whatever you put into your body, you are affecting your mind. You're affecting your soul. So choose wisely what you eat. Life can be easy when you eat things from nature. Mother Nature made life beautiful. Mother Nature gave us fruits, vegetables. We have a plethora of food on this earth. In order for you to ameliorate yourself in life, You must eat well. You must sleep well. Now this question here. How long do I need to sleep? I only sleep four hours and I'm fine. It's not how long do you sleep, but how well do you sleep. How profound is your sleep? If you only sleep for one hour, every day but that one hour is so relaxing and so profound then that's all you need life is all about status these days oh i have the new iphone i am somebody i have a new car i am somebody these things are temporary You like showing off, who doesn't? You like to torment your neighbor by saying, I have better things, I have nicer things than you do. But what will that accomplish in the end? You will feel miserable, isn't it? So, when you try to be yourself for yourself, What I mean by that is to try to live your life for yourself instead of others. That's when you start to accomplish things in life. Life is a mystery, as I said. We don't know when we will die. We don't know when we will get married. We don't know if we will get married. That's why we go back to the blueprint. When you have signed that contract with God with a blueprint, the main important things that will happen to you in life are already written for you. So why worry? Why think? The absence of thinking is freedom. If you think about the past all the time, you you let it haunt you, then you will be miserable. If you think about the future all the time, you will also be miserable. There's a story about this man who was walking down the path, the journey, and he ended up in heaven. He said, I'm tired. I want to rest somewhere. He found a beautiful big tree with tall grass. So he took a nap. He took a nap, woke up, said, I'm feeling hungry. I want food. Food came to him. All sorts of delicious foods. Food he has never seen before. That were so scrumptious and delicious and delectable. Then he was thirsty. He asked for water. He asked for drinks. All sorts of drinks came. Then he said, There must be ghosts. How is this happening to me? Then ghosts started to appear. He was afraid and he said, what if these ghosts might kill me? And then he died. He died. He didn't know that he was on a wishing tree. This wishing tree gave him everything that he wanted. He wished for food, he got food, he wished for drinks, he got drinks. He thought about ghosts, he got ghosts, he thought about death, he died. This is sort of an example of life. Be careful what you wish for. In life, I can make it a bit easier for you by explaining that we need to grow a seed. Let's say you want to own a business. Plant a seed in your mind. Einstein said that imagination is the most powerful thing because there's energy in it. Now, in your mind, if you want to be a businessman or a businesswoman and you want to have your own business, plant that seed in your mind. Make it grow. Imagine it. Picture it. How you want it to be. How you want your business to be. Then just leave it aside and forget about it. Then come back to it later on. Watch it grow bigger and bigger. Suddenly in a week, a month, a year, maybe even five years, you get an opportunity to do the things that you wanted to do. Because what you had planted came to life. Is God real? So many cultures, so many religions fight over Who God is, what God is, what God should be like, the holy books that have been written about God, well, I'm here to tell you this. There is a creator. He created us or she created us. In India, they have many gods that they worship. And they keep worshipping all the time. But they never get their prayers answered. Why is that? See, God is not your butler. God is there to guide you. You, As I said before, God the Creator will not lift a finger to help. Unless you take that first step, and that first step is faith. When you have faith, powerful faith, that what you want will happen, then it will. People with faith get things done easily. Why is that? Because we are connected to God. We don't need to shout for God to listen to us. We have a soul. The soul is connected to God. God hears us even if we're whispering. Even if we're thinking in our mind by asking a question to God. He is hearing us. He listens to us. And he wants to help. But you can't just pray and think that something will happen miraculously. It doesn't work that way. You need to build a relationship with God. Speak to him daily or her. A lot of women now these days are independent. They're no longer treated as a minority men and women are equal now so a lot of women say why isn't God a woman well I guess we will not never know that unless we die and come back to earth and then we can tell you so you see God is there for us when we need him God is there for us when we're in danger. I had many near-death experiences, and I know for a fact that I was saved by God. If I tell you the stories that went through my life, in my life, about those near-death experiences, it will astound you. God loves us. But he has a plan. We all have gifts. Speaking of gifts, have you ever watched American Idol or The Voice or X Factor or America's Got Talent, all these reality shows? I think these shows are misleading. They're misleading because the contestants, they put all of their energy on that one gift that they have. They think that because they're on that show, they're meant to win, that that's their only option in life. Well, this is very far from the truth. The truth is that we have many gifts. We have huge gifts. If one dream doesn't work, try another one. If that dream doesn't work either, try another one. What is meant to be will be, like in the blueprint. So play along. Life is a game. Don't take it so seriously. There was a lady. She was around 40 and she went for a psychic reading. Her husband was cheating on her and she was sure of it. So the lady asked the psychic, Is my husband cheating on me because I feel it? Psychic looked at her and tried to feel her aura, her etheric body, her soul, and asked his name, date of birth, zodiac sign. And then he said to her, your husband has been cheating on you for the last 10 years so her prediction was true all along she went back to her husband she told him straightforward why heaven why have you been cheating on me for the last 10 years his jaw dropped then they sat together without arguing they talked he said to her the truth is I'm a sex addict and I like to have sex with different people all the time that doesn't mean I don't love you it just means that I have a sex addiction so the woman forgave him but she didn't stay in the relationship she divorced him got married to an amazing guy and now they're all living together in spain see why psychicness is very important because it's it's a guiding system no need to know what's going to happen in 10 to 20 years this is not nostradamus here we need guidance And if you don't have a psychic, if you don't have someone to guide you, use your inner voice. Speak to your spirit guide daily. Build a relationship with God. Then you won't need to see a psychic. You won't need to see a clairvoyant or a medium thing is what I don't understand is that when somebody dies, people go to mediums all the time and they want to reconnect with their loved ones. Some mediums are fake, some are real, and they want they want to reconnect. Why is that? You can't bring back someone who is dead. You can't get closure even if someone is dead. Because when you die, you're going to meet that person again. You get to ask all the questions that you want face to face without a medium. Sometimes... When people go to mediums, they get answers that they don't like and that affects them for the rest of their lives. That's why I don't advise people to go to medium. mediums. Let the past be buried. If someone died, you can grieve for them and then move on. Life is too short. See, we have eternity, And we have 100 years of living. If you do live 100 years, maybe you might live only 20. But let's say you do live 100 years. What is 100 years compared to eternity? Nothing. It's a millisecond. A millisecond. There was this prominent psychic, she's a writer too. Her name was Sonia. Sonia was tired in her relationship with her husband and her kids and her work. So she decided to go on a vacation. She went on a vacation. During that vacation, she went into a store. The woman asked her, can I help you with anything? And she said, no thanks, I'm just looking. So she went and she looked around and there was a man, a black man wearing a white robe, a long white robe. He said, come inside with me, I've been expecting you. Sonia was shocked. She went in. She went into the back and he showed her a painting. A painting of a person who is down on the floor and angels are trying to pick that person up. He said to her, this is you. She was startled. Then he showed her another painting, a painting of her flying with angels, says this can be you. So what she learned by that is that she needed to reconnect with her children and with her husband. So the woman who worked in the store came in and said, Can I help you? And the woman said, Oh no, the psychic lady, Sonia, said, Oh no, I don't need help. I I just, the man here helped me. So the owner of the store said, What man? There's no man here. She said, But the man here who works here, he helped me. The woman goes inside that room, looks behind the curtains, and she finds nothing. She said, There's no man for wor- working for me here. So Sonia shook her head, And then she said, thank you very much, and left. Then she realized to herself that she had just spoken to an angel. This black man with a white robe was an angel who came to help her. So she went back home, reunited with her kids and her husband, worked less, and built a better relationship with her children and her husband. Whether you get to see an angel in this life or not, it's not important. God puts people in our path to put us in the right direction, but it's our ego that stops it. We need to shut down that ego. How do we shut it down? by being humble, by being kind, by being patient, and by meditating. Meditation is the best tool to quiet down the ego and awaken your inner voice. When you meditate 5 to 20 minutes a day, even just 5 minutes, taking some time for yourself, lot of people stop meditating because of the mind chatter. There's always talking, there's always thoughts. And I say, so? They're just thoughts. Watch them. Do not try to connect with them. Be the silent watcher. Watch those thoughts. Observe them. Let them pass by. They come, they go, they come, they go. Don't identify with them. Just focus on your breathing. Keep focusing on your breathing and then you'll be fine. Meditation is something that cannot be done overnight to change your life. You have to dedicate your life for meditation. This means changing your lifestyle, changing what you do, putting priorities first, changing the mindset, organizing the mind, and so and so. How do we organize our mind? By putting the most important things first. Are material things important? A lot of people will say yes, yes. But no, that's not the answer. Because again, when we die, we take nothing with us, but our soul. Even our body was rented by Mother Nature. So To move forward in life, we need to have premeditated action. That means when you meditate on something, you wait for answers. And answers will show up. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, not in a week, maybe in two weeks. It will show up. Do I need meditation to become a millionaire? No, you don't. Do I need meditation to get peace of mind? Yes, you do. Imagine you have $20 million right now. You might be happy for a day, two, three, a week, a month. Then you start to feel bored, then you want more. We always want more as human beings. We get bored and we get greedy. We want more. When we enjoy the simple things in life, things that money cannot buy like love, there lies happiness and joy. Joy comes from the simple things. You can have a beautiful, tasty coffee and be happy by watching a nice view. Why do people turn to alcohol, video games, watching TV 24-7? Because they want to feel numb. They want to avoid the stresses of life. But life is stressful. So why try to avoid life? You might as well take an injection to sleep every day, all day. It's like you're wishing yourself dead. But you don't want that. You want things to be done a certain way the way you want them to be. But that's not life. Life is a series of learnings. We came here down to earth to learn. So we came on earth to learn, but if we don't act, if we don't move forward, if we don't live our lives, how can we learn? When we learn, we move forward. When we stop learning, We perish. Everyone has a different view on everything. Topics and things like that. One guru might tell you this is more important. The other guru might tell you no, the other thing is more important. I used to think that black stones, black crystals are the most protective stones in the world. Then there's a guru who said that the amethyst is the most protective stone in the world. So I wear an amethyst necklace. Beautiful, very, very beautiful. And I also wear a pyrite necklace and a blue apetite necklace. And on my wrist, on my left wrist, You should always wear crystals always on your left because on your left is to receive, on your right is to give. So to receive protection, I wear a black obsidian bracelet. Beautiful. The seven seconds countdown. I did something. Where I count to seven and then I have to do it no matter what. I push myself. Sometimes we get lazy. So I tell myself I want to clean the dishes. But I'm not up to it. The body reacts the same way. But then you tell your body when I reach the number seven I'm going to do it no matter what. So you count one to 7 you will see the body is ready is moving and it's out there in the kitchen you're ready there that countdown or counting up to 7 will really help you count every day to 7 for something that you don't you're not in the mood to do and see how well it works Why do all the biggest mystics and yogis and gurus and the Dalai Lama have such great wisdom? Two things. Knowledge, they read a lot. Second is meditation. See, knowledge is good, but real knowledge, real wisdom comes from the divine. And through that, from coming from the divine, you need meditation. Meditation is such a powerful tool. We're gonna go through an exercise together about, let's make it a general guided meditation about how to improving your life. Let's include good luck, money, Enjoy. So, sit in a comfortable position. Find a place where you can sit in a comfortable position. Choose the best place, where, whether it's on a couch, on your bed, or on the floor, just so you are relaxed, and do not listen to this audio while driving or operating machinery. Just relax and let us begin. Find a place now and sit. Are you sitting down? Okay, let us begin. Breathe in deeply Hold it for five seconds, then breathe out. Breathe in. Hold it for five seconds, then breathe out. Do that for five times. Now close your eyes and just follow the sound of my voice, nothing else. Your mind will go wandering, you'll get the chatter, the mind chatter, you'll get lots of disturbing thoughts and distraction. It's okay, it's fine, just follow the sound of my voice. Let us begin. Imagine that you are sitting on a throne. It is made out of diamonds, completely made out of diamonds. Listen to my voice. Listen to the sound of my voice. Listen to the way that I speak, every word heightened, every word heightened, just follow my voice and the way that I speak. So you are sitting down on a throne with a big pillow. This throne is shining because it's all diamond. It's beautiful. You have people giving you gifts. You feel like an emperor. You receive gifts from everywhere. Then you decide to leave the room. You open the door and you leave. You arrive on a road. It is an empty road full of grass, trees, blue birds, pink birds, orange birds, red birds flying all around you. And you start to notice things. Your awareness sharpens. You see a piece of paper on the floor. You pick it up and it's $50. You say, well, isn't that lucky? I have $50. You keep on going. You put the $50 in your pocket. You keep on going. You find another paper and it's a $100. You feel even luckier. You feel elated. You feel relaxed and happy. How is this happening? How am I being so lucky? Then you start to tell yourself, boy, I'm lucky. The more you say that, the more you believe that, the luckier you become in every aspect of your life. So you keep walking down that journey and you find something very shiny and yellow. You grab it. It's a big 64-carat yellow diamond. You stare at it for about 5 to 10 minutes. It's radiant and beautiful. It's the most beautiful stone you've ever seen in your life. You put it in your pocket and you keep on walking. Suddenly a man on his motorbike stops you and asks you a question which is a weird question but he asks you this question he says to you I'm going on a ship it has lots of beautiful things do you want to come with me since you're not doing anything you say yeah sure why not so you hop on the motorbike with him. He Takes you to this boat. And he says, the fee is $150. So you, what do you know? In your pocket, you have $150. You pay and enter. As you go in, you see a beautiful pool. such a beautiful pool. Beautiful. You go inside. Everything is so luxurious. It's like a first class ship. Then you go into this room and it's a poker place. You sit down and you watch people play blackjack. You watch people play all sorts of games like poker. Suddenly, something catches your eye, and it's a woman. She's very old, and she says, come to me. So, you're a bit confused because you don't know her, but you go to her. And she says to you, I want something from you and you will get something in return. She says, I want a yellow diamond and I'm going to give you a coin. So, For some reason you see that this woman is very sincere. You give her the yellow diamond. She gives you a coin and she says, you see that slot machine over there? Put a coin in it and play. So she smiles and you smile back. You say why not? Let's do it. You take that coin, put it in, play the slot machine, and you win a hundred million dollars. It goes up to seven 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 and you win one hundred million dollars. You see everyone smiling, cheering you on, making you feel good, raising their champagne glasses, congratulating you. How do you feel? Don't you feel like you're on top of the world? You're a millionaire now. You can do whatever you want. So you take that money and you leave the boat. You buy a big mansion and you buy the things that are necessary for you. Few weeks later, you get bored. Then what do you do? You sit and relax. You ask one of your maids, you say, What do you do when you get bored? She says very easily and very quickly, she says, I meditate. So you said, that's not a bad idea. I should try that. You meditate. You start seeing all beautiful things. Radiant, beautiful things, the things you've experienced by winning that $100 million. And you find that something is missing. A partner. So you go in search for a partner. You find a partner finally and get married. You're happy. You bring kids into the world, you're living your best life, you're enjoying your best life, and you're happy, you're grateful, you're content. One day, you walk down the road because for some reason your car wouldn't work. So you try to find a gas station. There's an old man there standing before the gas station who stops you and tells you, did you enjoy your hundred million dollars? Startled and shocked, you tell him, not so much, no. I got everything I wanted A wife, lots of money, a mansion, everything I've ever wanted. But I didn't get happiness. Why is that? The old man smiles at you and says to you, Because happiness starts with you. Now take a deep breath in, breathe out. Deep breath in and breathe out. I'm gonna count to five and you're gonna wake up. Feeling refreshed and rejuvenated. One, feeling lucky. Two, feeling happier. Three, feeling elated. Four, five, wide awake now, wide awake, wide awake. And you are back into your room where you were. When you visit poor countries, you see a lot of poverty. You see some kids playing around in the mud, in the water, but they look happy. And you ask yourself, how is that possible? How are they happy and I'm not happy? You see, money is not related to happiness again. Happiness is a state of mind. Joy is a state of mind. You can be in prison for 50 years and still be joyful if you allow yourself to be joyful. Do not let others dictate how you should feel. What is happiness? Happiness is simply being content with what you have and being content with who you are, having a good self-esteem, loving yourself, taking care of yourself, that's happiness. You don't need to travel the world to find happiness, happiness is inside of you, it resides inside of you. Through meditation, Through speaking to your spirit guide, through listening to your inner voice, that's how you will know where true happiness lies. You want luxury. There's nothing wrong with that. Everybody wants to be rich. It is your birthright to be rich. God intended for us to be rich. We're all meant to be rich. There is a wrong saying that says that money is the root of all evil. No, mankind makes money the root of all evil. You can use your money for good and you can use the money for your own luxury. See, if I give you now one billion dollars, What will you do with it? You can spend it on yourself, on your family. You can do bad with it too. You can do good with it too. You can donate money. You can help charities. You can build your own charity. See, what you do with the money is up to you. Money is not bad. Money is not good. Money is just money. It's neutral. So money is an aid. It will help you. Like it will help other people. How to remove anxiety. We have so much. Let's just say the word anxiety is different to every human being. The only way to lessen, because you can never stop anxiety. Anxiety will always be part of your life because we are born as children. We have no anxiety, but as adults, as we grow up, we start to have anxiety. We are wired for war. We are wired to protect ourselves. A hundred years ago, they didn't have supermarkets. They didn't have shelter. Now, we can go to the grocery store. We can go. We have a shelter. We have a home. We have a, a family, a dog or a cat. So why feel anxious? There's a difference between normal anxiety and clinical chronic anxiety. Clinical chronic anxiety is different. There are medications for that, but still you can reduce that anxiety 50% less by one word, acceptance. Accept your feelings. Accept that you are anxious. Accept the panic attacks. Accept what you are feeling. Accept what you are going through. This will lessen the panic attacks, the way you are feeling, the, the way. Your mood is feeling. Acceptance is key. Ignorance is bliss. This is a true fact. One time, I had to go to the hospital. And I shared the room with one guy. He was younger than me. And he was always smiling. I just couldn't stop looking at his smile. He had the most beautiful smile. It makes you want to shine and smile with him. Such a beautiful smile and it makes you happy. It makes you feel good about yourself. And I asked him this question. I said, why are you happy all the time? Why are you smiling all the time? He says, I don't know, I just do. This baffled me for a while and I couldn't understand why someone could be happy all the time. So I started poking and asking questions, some philosophical questions, some religious questions. And then it occurred to me that He decided not to be all-knowing. He decided to stay ignorant. And by ignorant, I don't mean that you know nothing. By ignorant, I mean that you leave things up to the universe to do things for you. You count on the universe you count on God because if you know everything then what is the point of living if you have all the knowledge then what is the point as I said before when we stop learning we perish so this taught me a valuable lesson that I should be ignorant I should be always wanting To learn, being curious to learn, and accepting that I don't know many things. Simple. When you say to yourself, I don't know anything about this topic, but I wouldn't mind learning, you start to feel better. And you start to smile, like that guy smiled. His smile could brighten up ten hospitals. I kid you not. Every time he smiled, I felt good about myself. So, when we are accepting that we don't know everything, opportunities come to us not just opportunities but doors open when we accept that we don't have the answers to everything then more opportunities come when we accept that we can learn from other people that's when opportunities come When we take advice from sage people, that's when opportunities come. When we learn to trust our vibes and listen to our inner voice, that's when opportunities come. You see, in life, we have to admit that we are just human beings. We're just human beings. The earth is round. We used to believe that the earth was flat. Now we know the earth is round. We know the earth is spinning. God created galaxies, endless, endless galaxies. And we're just one little, let's call ourselves an ant. We're one little ant in this humongous universe. So, why are we here? We're here to learn and grow and give, give, give love to people. The more love you give, the better you will feel. Don't give anything in the world by expecting to get back something because then comes disappointment. Give freely because you want to give, because it makes you feel good. Don't give anything if you're thinking, oh, if I give this, I'm going to get back a lot of things. No, that's the wrong way of thinking. The best way to do is to give freely without thinking. Unity can create miracles, but only willingness will get you there. This is my quote. I abide by that quote every day. Whether you are right or wrong in a relationship, it's always important to say sorry. Why? Why should we do that? When you're in an argument with your spouse or with a friend, you know that you are right. You know that they have made a mistake, but you do not want to ruin that relationship. When you say sorry, it just stops everything. It cuts and deletes the argument. It just stops everything. See, our God is a loving God, and He cares about us. So when in doubt, act like God. This is important. You say, what would God do if this situation came? So when in doubt, act like God. There are so many business people that are very busy. They don't even have time to eat, let alone meditate. So I gave a tip to someone and I said to him, I said, at your work, go to the bathroom, lock yourself up for five minutes and just do breathing exercises. Just breathe in and out. That's it. Don't focus on anything. Don't think of anything. Just breathe. Two weeks later, he got a raise he was calmer, things would irritate him less, he was more centered, and this is just five minutes out of his day. People fear what they don't know, that's the truth. thing is that what I want you to understand is that God, God loves you. No matter what, if you're black, white, gay, it doesn't matter. God loves you no matter what. Religion makes us believe things that want us to leave religion. This is why I am not a religious person. I am a spiritual person. There's a difference. Yes, I was born a Christian, but I have stepped out of that zone of the word religion, because I don't like the word religion. I prefer to be called a child of God, a child of the Creator, someone Who is watching me, taking care of me. Someone who guides me, someone who loves me, no matter what. There are many toxic people in the world, including members of our family. So what do we do? We avoid. Simple. We avoid them. Because when we avoid them, we're much clearer, we're more focused... And we don't let anyone bypass our barrier. We are centered, powerful, and confident. Now in work you will find a lot of condescending people. People who would try to bring you down just so they can move up the ladder. This is in everywhere in life. There's so many jealous people, angry people, evil people, good people. There's all sorts of people and this is what we call life. Life is a jungle. It's a jungle and that's why meditation comes in. In order to block yourself from the craziness, from the insanity, you need meditation. Meditation. Meditation is very crucial. So how do we block ourselves from jealousy, rage, anger, frustration? By simply taking a step back and saying to yourself, life is short. I don't need to get upset about this. This is trivial. Nobody died. It's just a simple misunderstanding. Why don't I fix it? Just try to do whatever you can to solve the problem. Without anger, without frustration. Anger is poison to us, not to other people. Anger is only poison to us, not to other people. So try not to get angry. It's very difficult. We all get angry. We all get frustrated. But anger will lead us nowhere eventually. Same as anxiety. Anxiety is all about acceptance. The more you accept your anxiety, the lessen it will become. It will lessen. Stresses of the world, whether you have a job or you don't, whether you have a family or you don't, whether you live alone or with 30 people, it doesn't matter where you are. Whether you live in Africa or you live in Australia, it doesn't matter. Your world should be your inner self. What goes on in your mind, in your soul, that is life. Don't let anyone make you feel like you are inferior. No one should have that power of making you feel inferior. You are who you are, you should know who you are, and that's it. This is where it stops. This is where we say to ourselves, I know who I am and this is what I should do. What is happiness? Happiness is accepting who you are and being content with what you have. This is happiness. People don't make us happy. This is an illusion. It's a distraction. We make ourselves happy. As I said, it is better to live alone than walk with fools. You can be alone for the rest of your life and be really happy. That is true. There's a story about a businessman. He was very, very rich. He had a wife, children, but he had no spiritual intellect. What he wanted was wisdom. So he took a trip to Tibet to meet some monks and talk to them. There was a wise monk that he spoke to. He asked him, how do I gain wisdom? How do I get wisdom? The monk simply answered with silence. This goes back to meditation. When there is silence, you allow the universe to feed you information, to feed you knowledge. This is how we become wiser. This is how we attain wisdom, not just by reading books. And also through experience in life, we get more wisdom. But through silence comes knowledge from the divine. The divine gives us knowledge, gives us wisdom, and lets us move forward in life. How do I become rich? Well, that's a question the whole world wants to know. How do we become rich? I always say, don't work hard, work smart. Which is true. Isn't it? There's so many people working really hard at McDonald's. Are they making billions? No, they're not. When you work smart, you move up the ladder. When you work smart, you make smart decisions and you move up. You can't just sit in your living room and expect billions of dollars to come down. You do need to work, but you can't exhaust the body, you can't exhaust the brain. Through meditation you can do a lot of meditations and still not become rich. That's why Meditation is not just for money or wisdom or or any topic. Meditation is to give you a clear mind. God made us special. We all have gifts and we have a very, very powerful brain. And what meditation does is that it lets you open up your mind a bit more, more, and more. So, when we get the insight on how to become rich, it's through meditation. Sometimes when you're not thinking, you're meditating, you get ideas, creative ideas, as Einstein said, it's imagination that creates. It's imagination that gets us there. Now, money, of course, is not the answer to everything. But if that is what you want, if that is your wish, it's your divine wish, then you will get it. It is yours. How do we shift from poverty to wealth. It's all in the way of thinking, the way you think about money. If you've been taught that money is the root of all evil, you're always going to believe that and you're going to live with lack. When you believe that money is neutral and can be used for good and for bad, that's when things start to unravel. Money is there for us to use, to help, to change. If you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you will get the same result. That's true. It's only the way you think, the way you act, that changes things. If a certain way of doing things doesn't work, try another method. Always keep trying different methods. Always be creative. Use your left brain for logic and your right brain for creativity. You need to learn how to master both. Change your mind. Change the way you think by using logic and using creativity and imagination. And with that, you can use more than 10% of your brain. You might use 11%, let's say, or even more. There are some yogis, gurus who use 30% of their brains. Why? Because they don't allow negativity to destroy them. It's not that they don't allow negativity to come into their mind. It will happen anyway because we're all human beings. But they organize their minds to focus on one thing and one thing only, which is silence, peace, joy. Try this exercise. Try to do one thing different every day. Every day try to do one thing different for six months and see what happens your life will alter. Whatever you throw on an ocean or in the water, there's a ripple effect. That ripple effect is what we call the outcome of what we give. What we give, we receive, right? So, when you give someone your time, your attention, you're going to receive something back, right? So, to give is to receive, whether good or bad. So don't waste your precious time giving something of your very limited time because we have limitations here on earth, we can't live forever, give yourself to people who are worthy, give yourself to people who are worth your time. If someone is not worth your time, move on. Try and take a vacation. By vacation, I don't mean travel to Hawaii or the Maldives, no. Take a vacation for your mind. If you're working, take two days off. Stay home. Sit down and write on a piece of paper. What are my priorities in life? I know my life is very short. What is the most important thing for me? Write. Keep writing. Make it automatic writing. Just keep scribbling. Keep writing and writing and writing until your hand hurts. Then read it to yourself. You'll be amazed. There's so many unnecessary things that you never needed. And so many important things that you need. So take that piece of paper, highlight the things that you do need, and move forward with that. Years ago, I went and visited the beautiful island of Bali, and I saw all the most beautiful temples. I had a guide with me, and I really wanted to visit the Mother Temple. He said, tourists are not allowed to visit the Mother Temple. I said, why? He said, because that's the way it is. It is sacred, it's protected, and if you do try to go there, you will get shot. So I agreed with him and I moved on and I said I want to speak to a guru, to a Buddhist, to a Hindu, it doesn't matter, someone who is sage in a temple. He took me to a temple. He introduced me to a man and I sat with him and spoke to him, asked him many questions. I said, what is the purpose to life? He smiled and he said to me, do you think there's a purpose in life? I told him, I don't know. And then he told me, because you said you don't know, you are open. So, I, as I said before, when you say, I don't know, it means you're open to opportunities. You're open to information coming in. And I asked him other questions like, how can I be happier? He said to me, well, what makes you angry? What frustrates you? What doesn't make you happy? And I told him the list and he said, well then don't do them. Move forward in the direction of what makes you happy. I thanked him and left. We continued to see all the other temples. There was a deserted temple, I remember that day. And I saw a very big, angry wolf. And I told my guide, I said, this wolf is going to kill us. He's going to eat us for sure. He said to me, you see this statue here? I said, yes. I said, let's just sit here on the grass, close your eyes, hold hands and meditate or pray. I did. I listened to him and I did. I can sense and I can feel the wolf hovering all over us, turning all over. The wolf was turning around and around and around. But I was not scared for some reason, I felt protected. Two minutes later, he told me to open my eyes. I opened my eyes and the wolf was gone. Don't let your mind cripple you. And by that I mean, don't be limited. Always be open for new opportunities. Life is full of possibilities. If this journey doesn't work out, take another path to another journey. There's so many journeys on this earth. They do say that when you try different journeys, so many kinds, You've tried them all. It will lead you to the one place that you were meant to be in the end. Because that was written in the blueprint. So if you are meant to, let's say, get married when you are 35 years old on August 25th. So you don't know about that. And you're not the person who wants to get married. So you go along, you date, you date, you date, you date different people. And you tell yourself, I don't want to get married. This is not what I want. This is not what will happen. So eventually you find someone, fall in love maybe have kids before marriage, it's a possibility, and you do get married in August. What does that mean? That means what will be, will be. So stop causing yourself to worry. We worry about so many things. We constantly worry all the time. And worrying cripples the mind. Life is way too short to worry. Has worrying ever solved a problem? No. Worrying does not solve any problem. Practicing mindful thinking and contriving ways to go about things. That's how you solve problems, using the brain that God gave you. That's why I said, God will not lift a single finger to help you if you don't help yourself. God is there for us when we need him. In times of emergency, he interferes he's there he knows if it's something that can't be done physically or mentally he will do it for you if you have faith and if you have love for him I started my journey wanting to become a psychic. Well, you can't work to become a psychic. I can't say that I am a psychic, but I have psychicness. So I prayed to God and I asked Him, I said, God, please make me psychic. I want to be a great psychic. Not clairvoyant, but claircogniscent. Claircognizant means all-knowing. And I prayed every day, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed, and suddenly I started to notice things about people. When they spoke, I knew that they were saying the truth. When they spoke, I knew that they were telling lies. Whenever a person appeared in front of me, I could tell if they're good or bad, if they're dangerous or they're kind. They're levels of psychic development. So, There was once an experience that I had. While meditating, I was desperate to become psychic. Desperate. I sat down and I kept on repeating mantras for being psychic and all of that. Finally, I opened a door. I opened a door I shouldn't have opened. And I visually saw a woman, but not a woman in a human form, but just a face with a long white dress floating, no legs, nothing, just like a ghost. And she shouted at me. She said, this is not for you. This is where I stopped. I understood that being psychic was not my path. It was not meant for me. That doesn't mean that I lost my powers of being psychic. No. I still can feel if someone is good or bad. I can still feel if someone is lying, telling the truth. I can still feel... If something is right or something is wrong, but God doesn't have that in the plan for me to become psychic. So this is where I stopped and I realized, okay, I surrender to you, God. You tell me what I'm supposed to do. Finally, I got my answer in a dream a very lucid dream. And God said to me, you are meant to inspire people. That put a smile on my face, big smile. There's nothing more amazing than to inspire people. Through all that I've learned and all the millions of self-help philosophy, religion books that I've read, it's not enough because we never stop learning. Evolution is always changing. We're always evolving. We're always reinventing ourselves. We're always moving forward. Nothing happens outside of us. Everything happens inside of us. What does that mean? That means that we create a reality. If we're sad, the world is sad. If we're happy, the world is happy. There is scientific proof that when we are happy and everything is pleasant, the body feels better, more rejuvenated, And happy so we need to control how we feel we need to demand our brain to think a certain way that's how we organize it by saying I will be happy not I am happy affirmations don't work you can't fool your subconscious mind with affirmations It doesn't work. I have tried hypnosis, subliminal messages. This is all bullcrap. It doesn't work. What works is not to force the brain to understand something, but rather to put in your mind loving thoughts to... Try and, without force, plant seeds of joy. Plant seeds of joy into your mind. Try to manipulate your subconscious mind by acting. Yes, by acting. Act that you're already happy. Act that you're already rich. Act that you're already married. And the subconscious will become confused. It will say, what the hell is going on here? So, the mind is very complex. We do get our answers from the subconscious mind. This is where all of the power is, is the subconscious mind, in the physical world, that is. So when we try to strive for something that we want, fake it till you make it. This is a known saying, fake it till you make it. So try to tell your mind, I am like this, I am like this. I am like this. Choose the words wisely. And then don't just say it, but do it. If you want this beautiful, beautiful car, for example. Don't just say, I want this BMW. I want this BMW. I am the owner of this BMW by saying affirmations like that. Use imagination. Try to imagine yourself in that BMW. How does it feel? How do you feel? Content, excited, very happy? Yes. So your subconscious mind will drive you like a taxicab, to a destination where you will have the opportunity to buy that car. It will take you, maybe it will steer you in a direction where you get another job, a different job that pays better, so you can have the car of your dreams. That's how the subconscious mind works. You can't fool it, but with affirmations. You can't fool it with affirmations. Affirmations do not work. I've tried it for 12 years and I can tell you it doesn't work. It's all about feeling. When you feel something, that's when the subconscious mind starts to contrive, starts to create situations for you to get the things that you want. Confidence is key. You need to be very confident in life. A lot of people are very shy and uh, introverted. A lot of people are extroverted, but introverted people tend to have less things in life. Why is that? Because they don't enjoy themselves. They don't go out much. They don't experience life. So life becomes tough. Life becomes harder for them. What you resist persists. What does that mean? If you're trying to resist negative thoughts, they're going to become bigger, bigger, and bigger. You never try to resist amazing, beautiful thoughts, right? So the thing and the trick is to just allow, surrender. It doesn't matter if you get negative thoughts or negative feelings or negative emotions let them come and let them go. Don't try to control. See, when you start to try to control, that's when you're trying to act like God. Surrender to God. Surrender your worries. Surrender your fears. Surrender anything that is, that you are, that you have, to God surrender. Once you surrender, you're at peace. You no longer worry, you no longer care what people think about you, what people say about you. You no longer care about all these things. There are pleasant and unpleasant things in life. This we have to accept. Acceptance is key. When you accept that there are unpleasant things that we must do in life, this is where where we become free. Acceptance in all kinds, in all dimensions, that's when you start to feel more at ease. So many jobs we do, so many chores we do, we hate them, but we have to do them the moment being. Doesn't mean you have to do it for the rest of your life. No, but sometimes life can be hard and it's okay because we are here to learn. If life was heaven we wouldn't be in life, we wouldn't be on earth, we wouldn't be living here. Why is it that There's so much destruction and poverty in the world. Because everybody wants to be right. This is the problem. This is the big problem. Why are there so many wars? Because everybody wants to be right. When you think you're right, you're, you're saying to yourself, I know everything and when you say I know everything you close all the possibilities you close all the doors of the universe when you accept and say I don't know you open up so many doors so many opportunities so many great things come to you the secret to happiness is not outside of you, but inside of you. The secret of happiness is not the future. The secret of happiness is not the past. The secret of happiness is the present moment, what you do with it. What you do with your present moment with awareness that is when you can feel joy. Enjoying a nice sandwich with a friend. This is joyful. Savor it. Enjoy it. Because one day it might be gone forever. As I said, life is way too short for us to bicker, to get angry with each other, to fight to create wars just because we want to be right. When you accept and say, I don't know, you open so many doors of the universe and heaven will respond. Every day try to meet interesting people. Not everyone will be the way you want them to be because we would be living in a perfect world and in this life we don't have perfection. We have the opposite. Every day just try to meet someone new just so you can have a conversation with him or her. It doesn't matter. And exchange topics see how they feel, see how you feel, see what you can learn from them, see what they can learn from you. When you do that, you start to learn that, wow, I've never seen this kind of life this way. I've never seen this topic this way. So, you start to open up dimensions in your life and you start to realize that not, e- not everything is set in stone when it comes to thinking because you can't say a rock is a rock. That's just an example. Rock is a rock, but I'm just saying If you look at the rock and you say, it's a blue rock, it's a blue rock from far, from a distance, it's a blue rock, then you move closer to it and you see shades of green, you say, oh, it has some green in it. Move closer, you see some shades of red, say, oh, it has some red in it. See, we're here also to learn from each other on this earth as human beings. We exchange ideas, we learn from each other. We learn, we grow. That's how it is. We're here to learn and we're here to grow. Conclusion Use your inner voice. Your inner voice is what guides you in the right direction. Try to meditate as much as you can whenever you're free. Don't say, I'm right, he's wrong. I'm right, she's wrong. Say, I'm not certain, but I'm willing to learn. Try to understand that life is tangible. Try to be fluid, like water. If something bad happens, try to find a way to solve the problem by being fluid, by being like water. If you are like a a tree, not moving, then you're not gonna move forward in life. By being fluid like water, you get to tackle tasks and win. You win all sorts of situations by imagination, as we said, by premeditated actions, by joy and having Lots of good experiences. Try to laugh as much as you can. Try to enjoy life as much as you can. You see, the difference between joy and happiness is joy is moments. When you have a sandwich with your friend, as I said before, and it's such a delicious sandwich and you have such a good conversation, That's a moment of joy. Relish it. Happiness is always ongoing. It's never outside of us. It's inside of us. So try to enjoy. Try to be happy. Don't let anyone break you down or break your fortress of happiness. No one should take that power away from you. You deserve to be happy, rich, and prosperous, and you deserve a good and happy life. To give is to receive. To love is what we're here for. To learn is what we are here for.